Hi guys, welcome back to the pod. As promised, here is part two of the Valentine's Day slash week episodes. Um, so I'm here with Morgan. Morgan, would you like to say hi? Hello, I am uh, Morgan and I have been dating Carter for a year and two, almost three months. Yes, he's providing his qualifications in case any of you don't believe me. Um, but yeah, today we're going to talk about our relationship and also just relationship experiences in general um so okay i feel like first i do have to ask you because we did this with Cree and elise um last episode you have to tell your first kiss story my my first kiss was with a girl um in my seventh grade her eighth grade and <laughs> and um i was at her house and we were swimming in her pool and um i was like you promised that if i came over i would get to kiss you and then and then we kissed and it was fun it was you know it was okay it was a first kiss neither of us knew what we were doing but i feel like that's a pretty universal experience it wasn't bad by any means it was enjoyable I assume that the listeners have already heard yours. Yes, the listeners did hear mine. How I had to ask you if you're being respectful. I don't I don't I I didn't want to cross any boundaries, so I just took it very slow. No, and that's good. Yes, we told uh, mine wasn't nearly as bad as Korean <laughs> Elise's. So I felt like I won. Um so yeah, now I guess since we started talking about that, we can just talk about like how we met from different perspectives because i feel like i mean the story is the same but we both obviously saw the different sides of it um so i'll start because it's my podcast um and so i i mean like i don't even know when morgan and i like actually first met because we've gone to the same church since we were both very young and both of our parents are like very involved in the church so I probably, I don't know, you're probably like quite young when we met, but the first time I remember, or not even like remember meeting him, but like actually, actually met him was when I was a sophomore and Morgan was a junior and he got a haircut and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) he looks excellent. Um, And I had a crush on him for like half of that year, but I found out he was dating someone and I was like, oh never mind and i stopped liking him then they broke up and i was like ahaha an excellent opportunity um so morgan and i um started to become friends and i asked him out and he was like no not in the place right now and i was like okay cool we'll just be friends um but then we became like very very close friends um i was like completely and totally in love with him and he was like this is a girl who sometimes talks to me who i enjoy um we were friends and yeah we were just friends um and then i'd occasionally be like hey do you want to date and he'd be like no i don't and i'd be like okay cool um and then we started dating and we've been dating for a while yeah did I get a haircut before or after I like stared you down and wired you? After. 
that is true. He did. Morgan was very intimidating when I first met him. So the first time that I remember actually meeting you was whenever we were in YRUU and it was... YRUU was the youth group at our church. Yeah, sorry, I should have clarified that. Um, it was whenever the younger coming-of-age class came and visited. And I was in YRUU at that point because I'm a year older than Carter. And um, I thought that she was vaguely cute, you know, as as you do and as I do especially. And um, I also just like, you know, messing with younger people because who doesn't? That sounds weird. That sounds weird. Okay, well, you made it weird. Um, I like intimidating you younger people you wanted to intimidate like the new class at church is basically because that's what you do yeah that's that's what people do like upperclassmen and uh whenever we whenever they came and visited i basically just like stared down carter and that's the first time that i recall interacting with her but my family has known of the stantons for a very long time so um, and then as... Oh, no. Okay. The first time that I actually, like, remember, remember seeing you was when I was in eighth grade and you were in ninth grade and Morgan was dating someone who's a little... A little crazy. Bonkers, a little banana pants, if you will. Um, <laughs> all love. And actually, no. No love. No love. Uh, no love. <laughs> um, but because I... My best friend, Avery Sifferman who I will say her full name on the podcast. Um, I, we were volunteering at a Christmas pageant with her and I was like, oh my God, he's really cute. And then Avery was like, his girlfriend's crazy. Like, don't even look at him because she's crazy. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. But yeah, sorry, had to interject. Yes, uh, but after, after I like stared down Carter, um, that was whenever I had long hair and then I got a haircut and I was actively dating someone, as Carter said. Um, I was not in a very good place after that person and I broke up. So then Carter and I started talking a lot more. Yeah, after I got dumped. Um, because those of you who have ever been dumped uh, understand that that's a hard thing to go through. And then uh, Carter and I started talking and we became really close friends. And I became uh, really dependent upon her. And then um, after several months of that, I kind of realized that I was totally in love with this person who I talked to every night and I just genuinely looked forward to hearing from her every single day and and now we're dating. Morgan put it all in a much sweeter way than I did. Um, but yeah, and we started dating uh, December 2nd. Well, fun funny story about our anniversary is our anniversary was our first date, um, but our first date was coincidentally his ex's birthday so we changed it which to was we, which was not intentional not intentional morgan would like to clarify but we didn't realize until like months later because morgan is not good with birthdays <laughs> we didn't realize until i was like we were actively planning stuff for our anniversary and i looked at our anniversary on the calendar and it was like you know how the apple calendar is and it like tells you that it's someone's birthday in the little banner and i was like oh uh-oh uh-oh not gonna drop that person's name on the podcast though that would be funny um 
but yeah, and I think something that was interesting going into our relationship was it was definitely kind of intimidating for me because as like kind of mentioned, Morgan has been in a few relationships and they've all also been like serious relationships. Like it's not like a few relationships like, oh, he wants he wants to explain. Uh, just to to offer a proper explanation it is i've been in three relationships that were one year long um the longest being about one and a half years and then this one is my fourth to reach one year and hopefully the first to reach two years i'm a competitive person i have a competitive spirit determined to beat out everyone else um but um I think that, yeah, it was kind of intimidating because prior to dating Morgan, I had had like literally no relationship experience. And when I say like, I feel like people say no relationship experience and they're like, well, there's like, I did some in middle school and I didn't count like whatever, whatever. No, I've literally, I'd never dated anyone. I'd had a like weird, whatever you would call whatever that. you would, situationship, I guess you would call it. But there, it was like largely over instagram dm from my spam account and it was just a really not great situation for me um and that's like literally the only experience i have with a boy like paying attention to me and like when i say that i truly mean it like a guy's never like (laughs) found me attractive (laughs) that sounds sad to say but like this is like literally the first time that a guy has been like I would like to spend time with you. So I was very intimidated. And I think it was also very scary because then I definitely for the first like three months of our relationship, I never wanted to call out anything that I saw as like wrong or like unhealthy, unhealthy even, or like communicate that I was feeling that way because I was so worried of like being like high maintenance or anything like that. But how was did you have like any concerns about going into a relationship like going when our relationship started i think that i kind of always have concerns going into a relationship because it is a long-term commitment um you know ideally the longest term commitment where it's the whole till death to us part thing um and that's how i go into every relationship hoping that it's the last one so it's always something that's very very dramatic uh, for me. And naturally I was concerned, but I knew that you were someone who was willing to try. And I decided that I was also willing to try and get to know you better and, you know, hopefully spend my life with you. Yes. For clarification, you can obviously be in relationships that are like casual, but I guess it's like you communicate what you want out of the relationship in the beginning of the relationship and neither of us are just like casual daters really so oh morgan wants the mic again typical man of course i always have something else to say (laughs) um yeah it's it's not like i've never been in like a relationship that's casual but it's just important that you be able to communicate because like as carter said earlier Uh, she didn't kind of say anything that was wrong for like the first three months. And that lack of communication means that our relationship got to a really unhealthy point before it was addressed and fixed. So it's important you communicate not only what you want out of a relationship, but how it's going to your partner. 
and that you communicate how you're actually feeling in the relationship and what can improve it. Because it's supposed to be something that is mutually enjoyable, but also full of compromises where both people are trying to help the other person have as best a time as possible and feel as loved as possible. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it just wasn't great at first. I think that, um, but, and we did, we, we took a break um, in like March, end of March. Yeah, around there, because Morgan was like kind of confused on where he stood in our relationship. And he didn't handle it great. <laughs> um, he I like he kind of, and that's not me like slandering him. Um, I am fully willing to he, admit that. Yeah, he and he was just like, I don't know if we should be in a relationship. Let's not talk for a few days. And I was like very much blindsided. Um, but then from there, a- after that point, I was kind of empowered. Because I was, like, mad. Well, I was, like, really, really sad. And then I was really, really mad. And then so then when he came back at the end of the week and was like, okay, we're all good now. We can, you know, carry on as usual. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no. Like, that's not going to work, you know? And I think from then on, I've been able to effectively communicate, which isn't always, like, fun. But it's definitely helped our relationship a lot. And I think we're really good at communication. I would like to say that although that particular span of time wasn't fun for either of us, I think that it was largely healthy for our relationship. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that the the outcome outweighs the drama of how it actually happened. I think Morgan can also say that because he's the one who initiated it. But I agree. I agree. No, that? I agree. I agree that it helped our relationship in the long run. I just think that it was a situation that in retrospect could have been handled better. Could have you been know. totally avoided. Yeah, if we could have both been avoided. Handled things better from the get-go. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? I guess since excluding that was is like the thing that we fight about the most, and how have we like worked through that? Probably, probably the. Um, oh, take the mic. Yeah, sorry. Like frequency with which we communicate because it's very important to you that I say things like good morning and good night whenever I'm you know waking up or going to sleep and that's just not something that I always think about so I've had to make a conscious choice to say good morning whenever I wake up before I even get out of bed and to say good night whenever I'm getting ready for bed and stuff like that I think that we've probably just had the largest number of arguments about that I'd say I think though some of the like maybe not the quantity but like the ones that have been the most impactful was things about boundaries um normally with uh prior to this summer like your friend being friends with like your exes I think I saw a lot of I was very like very angry and jealous about that and correct and 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 right but that's that's a different story that not not (laughs) not right for the reasons that you thought that you were about no no i was um i don't want to like go 
too much into it just because like I am obviously not going to speak for those people and like try to tell their side of the story or anything um because like they are not bad people and there was just a lot of miscommunication but it was kind of a situation where I guess my rule is like your if you can be friends or not can be like being friends with your exes is like a good way to end a relationship if it's something that's plausible but also they have to be able to get along with the person you're going to currently be in a relationship with and that was very much not the way that it was and it kind of blew up a few times and I think that there were some kind of arguments about like what the boundaries were for that um but yeah oh which I think is a good thing to talk about boundaries-wise. Like, I think that it's important that we discuss that and where we both stood on that uh, because transparency is almost, like, 99.9% .9 of the time the correct way to handle things. Just being as transparent as you can be about where your boundaries are and how you feel about different things. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of some stuff about our relationship um and now i have some questions that we got from the audience and by the audience i mean my private story on snapchat um okay actually here's a good one to start because we um kind of have already talked about it but how do you become comfortable addressing problems in the relationship and what do you do if your partner doesn't understand why you're upset I think that the best thing to do is to just make sure that you're communicating as clearly as you can, um, that you're using I feel statements and I think statements and not you always or you never or any statements like that because you can only like I do. <laughs> you can only talk about the way that you feel and what you perceive uh, because there's no like absolute truth whenever two people see things in a different way. So it's important that you communicate clearly, and it's important that you make known that you are both there for the same reason. You both love the other person, and you both want to find that point of stasis. So uh, if you're struggling, if you're arguing properly, uh, like you're truly arguing with each other, then maybe just take a step back and remind yourself that you both love each other and that you genuinely want things to work out. And that doesn't mean, like, not calling the other person out. Like, to say, like, you should handle the argument this way. And by using I feel statements also, like, I oftentimes will bring up something that has, like, upset me or hurt my feelings. But then I'll be like, but it's my fault. Like, I do that a lot. When, like, you can own that the other person hurt your feelings. And, like, I think I also am, like... I get passive aggressive and mean sometimes. And so Morgan is always the one who has to be like, he always says, always says the same thing. He's like, I don't think that's the nicest way you could have said that. Or I don't think that's the best way you could have communicated what you wanted. Um, and then in terms of the, like, what do you do if your partner doesn't understand why you're upset? I think that if you're the person who doesn't understand why the other person is upset, it doesn't almost matter as much like you can't just be like well I don't understand it so it's invalid you know you always have to 
understand that just because it's something, it might not be something that would have upset you, you should still work to make sure that the other person in the relationship feels as comfortable as possible. And I think that goes for like any relationship, like romantic, friendship, anything. You should always know that even if you don't understand it, you can hurt other people. Yeah, because honestly, you you don't need to fully understand why it upsets the other person. You need to understand that it has upset them. As long as you understand that, you should be invested in trying to make sure that it is no longer upsetting to them or that you stop doing whatever is upsetting them or whatever, right? That you reach that compromise. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and definitely, definitely call your romantic partners out if they're doing something that upsets you because hiding it never helps yes and um yeah also i my this is like a more like surface level thing but never have arguments over text ever or like disagree like try if you want to talk about something bring it up but it's always better to call them than to text about it because so many things can be miscommunicated over text so yeah that's that's my additional statement. Um, another primate. Ooh, okay. This one I think is also a good one for us. How do you communicate and like make sure the other person feels appreciated if you have different love languages? Or is it gonna go first again? <laughs> if you would like to go first, then no, you, you can. can go first. You can go first. I'm gonna take your chapstick. So I think that you should be familiar with your partner's love language because if you're not then it's really hard to make them feel loved and i think that you should balance expressing love in the way that you uh feel that it's best to express it and the way that your partner receives it best so i am very much not super invested in physical touch but i know that carter is so i make a point to just be physically present around her just have my hand on her arm or hold hands with her or whatever because i know that that makes her feel loved and words is probably the biggest one we've like disagreed on yeah yeah which is why the good morning and good night stuff is really important to you because uh it is critical to you that you feel loved naturally because everyone likes to feel loved and it's hard for you to feel loved whenever people don't communicate that with their words. So I try my best to make sure that I say I love you and then I send you messages and that even whenever you're not looking at your phone, I try to leave something for you. Um, just as you try to make sure that you can send me things and dedicate time to me and all of that exciting stuff. Yeah, you're like a quality time person, right? Correct. Yes, and it's, I mean, we, yeah, we have like a, I call it a, sh a yeah, it's like a short distance relationship because it's not like like we did we've never gone to the same school we we live when Morgan lived in Plano like you know, like fifteen ish minutes away depending on how much I'm following traffic rules, um, which I always do, um, but like now he he goes to UNT and so it's more like forty five ish minutes away, but. So we see each other a little bit less, but it's definitely more just about like showing that I want to take time out of my day 
you know, to talk to you. Like, because we call pretty much every night. Just, you know, being present. But I would say making sure you know and making sure you're actively attempting something, even if it doesn't feel like it would, you know, like matter to you. You know, just make an effort. Make an effort. Show up. Okay, the next question, I'm going to switch back over to more like personal experience than these questions that I have here. We'll go back to them in a second. But I am curious to know what are some things you've learned from other relationships, whether that be like about breakups or like learning a lesson from a relationship. Like what are, do you have anything, any insight or wisdom you'd like to share about that? I would say that the largest thing is that you should just make sure that you are addressing your partner's needs and not only doing what it is that feels like the correct way to do things. I hope you can read my air quotes, the correct way to do things. Correct. Yeah. Um, Because there is no correct way. The correct way is whatever you and your partner can kind of agree upon and both recognizes, uh, both recognize as something that is important to one of you. So sometimes there's something that is important to one of you and not to the other one. And that means that you do it. Because if it's not important to one of you, and it is important to one of you, then that importance takes over the not caring about it, you know? Like, importance over apathy. Thank you. Thank you for your insight. Don't go to Costa Rica with anyone ever. Ever. Number one piece of advice. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's not true. You can go to Costa Rica with whoever you want, just not Morgan's ex-girlfriend. Costa Rica is actually... <laughs> Costa Rica is actually very nice. Costa Rica is very nice. We have nothing against the good people of Costa Rica. Um, Okay. Um, I think this is a good one since you've been in long relationships is do you think that there is such thing as like a honeymoon phase in a relationship and or like or do you just not really believe in that? I think that there often is, but definitely not always. I think that it depends on what the people in it are like and how they see each other and kind of what state they're in whenever the relationship starts. So we didn't really have a honeymoon phase because we were friends for so long. We were friends for so long. So it wasn't like we were newly, you know, in each other's lives. Yeah. Uh, But people who I have gotten like much more rapidly into a relationship with, I think that I've definitely had a honeymoon phase. Uh, But I don't think that it's really something that you, like, should strive for because it's just kind of irrational and, I don't know, it feels a little silly to me, but I guess that some people might enjoy it. So, I don't know. If you have a honeymoon phase, that's valid. If you don't, that's valid too. Yeah, and also just because a relationship, just because you have to put work into a relationship doesn't mean it's, like, not fun anymore. Like the whole point of putting re- like work into a relationship is so that it can feel like you feel like happy with each other all the time, you know? Like, 
just because you have to talk about things that aren't fun doesn't mean that your relationship has like hit rock bottom and you need to move on to the next person. Um, oh, I would actually say that talking about things that are not fun is indicative of a really healthy relationship because that means that you're capable of addressing things that are not going well just as much as you're capable of addressing things that are. So whenever you're able to communicate that and kind of both hold your ground and find a compromise that suits you both, um, I think that it's important. Uh, and I think that that's a really healthy sign. I'm doing this stand. We both got stand notifications from an Apple Watch, which is embarrassing. Morgan's now walking around my room. Um, ooh, okay. We'll, do you want to do one more question and then a fun little anecdote sort of thing? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. We'll do... Hmm. Let's see. I'm finding a good question. Okay, this one, okay, we'll do like, how, ooh, okay, you know what? This is one that isn't written down, but I think it's good. What would you do, what do you do if your friends don't like your partner or your family doesn't like your partner or like your partner's family doesn't like you? Kind of like how other people play into your relationship. I think that other people's opinions on your significant other should hold weight, but they shouldn't change your mind. Like, I think that it can be one part of what, you know, does change your mind, but I don't think that if you are deeply in love with someone, you should totally just stop feeling that way because of, uh, like your friends or family's opinions, I think that you should listen to them and make sure that they know that they're listened to, but you shouldn't totally shift your perspective just because all of your friends get a bad vibe. Bad vibes are important though. So if you feel a bad vibe, like in what one about of- rancid vibes? I mean, I will say that in one of my past relationships, most of my friends didn't like them and most of my family didn't like them and they ended up being totally correct because that was that was the previously mentioned crazy one and um yeah you should just listen to the people who are important to you but don't let them totally erase your own feelings because your own feelings are valid and important too yeah i mean i feel like at the start of our relationship a lot of my friends didn't like you for reasons that were valid you know but now like as our like and it wasn't like there wasn't anything wrong with you you're you're great but it was like we were kind of rocky i guess um but and then as opposed to that i feel like one of your friends didn't like me for maybe reasons that weren't weren't stated weren't uh yeah weren't really good and i don't mean to say that as like that example sounds like since i'm the one talking like i'm being like it's valid when my friends do it but not when your friends do it you know like um but i feel like 
I don't know. It's kind of a weird, I think it also has to do with the quantity of people in your life who are like, hey, get out, you know, like that kind of thing. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like it can be something like um, you're, you're actively weighing your options and it's like a single piece is being added to each side, depending on what vibes your friends or family or whatever gets. Like no one or whatever should change your whole perspective, but a lot of them can definitely shift the way that you think. So. Yes, yes. Okay. We'll do, I'm interested, do you have any embarrassing stories from like having a crush on someone or anything like that? Because I feel like you might not. Because fun fact about Morgan is he's never liked anyone who doesn't like him back because he sucks and needs to be taken down. Can you think of anything? I mean, I can I can think of embarrassing stories from being, you know, in a honeymoon phase or being... I mean, honestly, the, the one, like, relationship that was especially bad was, like, almost entirely honeymoon phase. It was grossly sugary and they had an instagram account we did have an instagram account which is now gone no, so it's you still up well i'm not tagged in i'm it. not yeah he's not tagged in it and i'm not we're not gonna, thankfully <laughs> not it does not show it. up on my profile anymore he, he, um he doesn't. but instagram will not remove it so shout out to facebook for mark that zuckerberg mark zuckerberg if you're listening to our podcast please take down the account name i'll dm it to you um yeah, I've actually I've been through the um, that account and there's there's some good stuff in there I must say. Um, it's definitely what you would call cringy. It's de- it's definitely a a ninth grade relationship that's for sure. Eighth to eighth, ninth. eighth to ninth. My bad. Um, I can think of so many things, even like before we started dating. Um, Oh, there was, there was when, um, let's see, I'm just going to, we'll kind of do a little list. Um, there's when, when I was in 10th grade, um, after like one of my first interactions with Morgan, he messaged me and was like, do you have a crush on me? And I was like, uh, what? And he was like, you were acting like you did. And I was like, oh, maybe a little bit. And then um, that was uncomfortable. Um, I was curious. I wanted to know. He's, I mean, he's a very straightforward person. Um, there was when, I mean, actually probably most of my interactions with you for like that entire time period. Um, there was when like junior year, when we were becoming friends before we started dating, uh, Morgan tried to teach me how to skateboard. Um, and I thought it was like super cute because I was like on the skateboard. He was like holding my hand. I was like, oh my God, he totally likes me. Why else would he do this? He didn't like me. He was. I was doing it because I was teaching my friend how to skateboard because yeah. skateboarding is cool. And um, I did buy a skateboard after that and have not used it since we started dating. The worst quality skateboard and I've ever now seen. my shoes sit on it, um, which is awesome. Um, but no, he was teaching me how to skateboard. And after he like let go of my hands, it was like, oh, like try to go down this like very, very small incline over a very large like it was like a blacktop at like an elementary school, but there was a slight incline. Maybe and a five degree maybe, slope. Maybe. Yeah. 
and if we're being generous and I was headed toward a curb and I just kind of bailed off and I like face planted like like fell face first off this skateboard bruised the whole entire left side of my body like my face had a scratch on it and was bruised and like my whole leg had this huge nasty bruise on it and like Morgan was like are you okay and I was like in the most pain I'd felt in like months and I was like yeah I'm fine why wouldn't I be fine? He was like, maybe we should take a break. I was like, no, it's okay. He was like, we're going to go sit down. Um, and he was just checking my face. But I was like, oh my God, he's touching my face. He wants to kiss me so bad right now. I was I was inspecting her face because it was like after dark. <laughs> and I was making sure that she wasn't like bleeding. And Carter was, I was certain that I was, I was going to kiss her. To read into, you also had a mask on, so there were a, there were a lot of assumptions that I was jumping to. That was pretty embarrassing, I would say. Um, oh God! I mean, there's so many. I I joined the worship team at church because I knew Morgan was doing it, which is actually something. And you that did I a love. fabulous job. It, it is something that I love, and I still do. Um, but. I mean, there's really just so many things. Um, I told Morgan that I liked him again in 10th grade after the, him asking if I had a crush, and he took 96 hours to respond to that message. And it was a very it was a very nice response. I was formulating but, a response that I felt was equal to the amount of effort that you had put in to asking me out. It was still a no. It was it still was a no. It was still a no. He was dating someone else at the time. Um but I, def I definitely have a lot worse of stories than you do. I talked about most of them on the other one with Kree and Elise, but th these are the ones that are like just specific to you. Um, but yeah, I think that's... Do you have any closing words for the podcast? Communicate with your partner. Communication. And also... Yeah, I mean, communication is the main one. Um... That is all that I have for y'all today. Um, if you like the podcast, please give it a review. I would appreciate that thoroughly. Um, and if, Like and subscribe like and, and ring subscribe, the bell. Ring the bell. Leave a thumbs up. Isn't that liking? Yeah. yeah that's, I was just trying to go along with the bit. Um, <laughs> Morgan does not. The reason that Morgan is dating me has nothing to do with my humor. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all we have for you today. If you want Morgan back on the podcast to talk about anything else, please let me know. Like rock and climbing. Like, no, God. Oh my God. Rock climbing or determinism. I'll or talk about climbing shoes. Pokemon. I can talk about Pokemon. Or, Let me get my switch. Oh my God. You, like, okay. Another embarrassing thing, I guess, is the quantity of like hours I spent listening to him talk about climbing shoes. Dear God. They are um, a but, Okay. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <gasps>